I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Shalom, shalom, and welcome back. We will continue dealing with the question, if Yeshua broke the Sabbath. I do encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes in order, as that will give you full context and background information on the subject at hand. In this episode, we will be dealing with Matthew chapter 12, And we will begin at verse number 9. Once again, I am reading from the Complete Jewish Bible. You can follow along with any version of the Bible that you have. Matthew chapter 12, beginning at verse 9, the word of the Lord reads as follows. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. A man there had a shriveled hand. Looking for a reason to accuse him of something, they asked him, Is healing permitted on Shabbat? But he answered, If you have a sheep that falls in a pit on Shabbat, which of you won't take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, what is permitted on Shabbat is to do good. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. As he held it out, it became restored as sound as the other one. But the Pharisees went out and began plotting how they might do away with Yeshua. Aware of this, he left that area. So without reiterating the points that we've already touched on in the previous episodes, I want to answer this question. Was Yeshua in violation of breaking the Shabbat due to healing the man with the withered hand? In the book of Luke, we have a similar situation occurring as Yeshua goes into a synagogue. There is a woman that has been stooped over for many years and he heals her. And the president of the synagogue states that there are six days in which work can be permitted. You have six days to be healed, but healing should not take place on Shabbat. Now, when we look at prohibitions of Shabbat, the question then becomes, is Yeshua actually working when he heals this particular man? We'll hit that in just a little bit, but I want to focus on what Yeshua answers the Pharisees. He says in verse number 11, If you have a sheep that falls in a pit on Shabbat, which of you won't take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is permitted on Shabbat to do good. Let's go ahead and address what Yeshua is saying. Again, because Yeshua is the promised Messiah and Yeshua would not break the commandments of the Lord, Yeshua is insane something new. In fact, Yeshua is actually 
referencing Exodus 23 and Deuteronomy 22. This is important to understand. Because even though there are prohibitions against work in Torah, there are a couple of things that an individual has to do, and in doing so, actually fulfills a greater commandment and does not violate Shabbat. So, we know an individual is not to work on Shabbat. Here's the thing. According to Torah, when you have animals that cannot feed themselves, you need to feed them on Shabbat. Let me explain what this means. If you have horses that you place in a barn, on Shabbat, you still have to go to that barn, release those horses, or the sheep that you have, you still have to go to the barn to release the sheep so that those animals can eat. Those animals cannot unlock the gate themselves in order to eat. You have to physically go out there and you have to physically unlock the gate. If we look at 2023, if you have dogs, the dogs cannot feed themselves. So you still have to provide food for your dogs on Shabbat. You still have to provide water for your dogs on Shabbat. If they are inside pets, you still have to open the door to let them go out and do their business. You still have to pick up after them after they're done doing their business. None of this violates Shabbat because these animals are beholden to you 100% of the time. Another thing that Torah teaches is if an animal is in danger, if a donkey, for example, falls into a pit on Shabbat, you don't leave the animal there to suffer. You don't leave the animal there to die. On Shabbat, even though it's considered work, to get that animal out of that ditch, you are commanded by Torah to get the animal out. The animal cannot get itself out. The animal is beholden to you. So when Yeshua answers and says, If you have a sheep that falls in a pit on Shabbat, which of you won't take hold of it and lift it out? So he's saying, everyone here in this synagogue, if someone has a sheep that falls into a pit, every single one of you, you would go get that sheep out. You are commanded by Torah law to do so. And in doing so, you are not in violation of Shabbat. You're not breaking Shabbat because preserving life supersedes the commandment of Shabbat. This is why individuals that work as police officers, doctors, nurses, firemen, things like that, even though they work on Shabbat, they're not violating Shabbat because they preserve life. So again, unless we understand the spirit of the Torah, it's very hard to comprehend why Yeshua is giving this example. Now, 
Yeshua has already had the conversation where he lets them know that he is the Lord of Shabbat or the master of Shabbat. So not only is he proclaiming himself to be creator of heaven and earth, and I'm sure we all agree with that, but in agreeing with that statement, we also we have to agree by definition that Yeshua as creator of all things is outside of time and space. As creator of heaven and earth, he is outside of time and space. And we're going to come back to this concept in just a little bit. So Yeshua says, you are to do good on Shabbat. So you have this man with the withered hand. So we have to understand the man that has the withered hand, it's as if he only had one limb. Whatever hand was withered, we don't know if it's the right one or the left one. Regardless, he can only use one hand. He can only use one arm. Now I want you to place yourself in this individual's position. Let's pretend for a moment that you're missing a limb, God forbid. I want you to play in your mind what you do throughout the day. You wake up in the morning. You praise the Lord for a new day. You thank Him for guiding your soul back into your body. And you pray that He gives you the strength so that everything you say and do brings honor and glory to his name. You recite the Shema. You go about your morning. So think about for a moment as you're getting ready to jump into the shower to go to work that you only have one arm. How difficult that would be. You have to shampoo your hair. If you use body wash, you have to get the body wash onto that little spongy ball looking thing. When you're done showering, you have to utilize a towel to dry yourself. You only have one limb. As you're getting dressed to go to work, you have to put your trousers on. You have to put your shirt on. You have to button your shirt if you're going to be using a a buttoned up shirt, you have to put your shoes on, you only have one limb. Unless you're wearing shoes that you can slide your feet into, you're going to have an issue tying them. As you try to prepare your coffee, as you get in the car, as you're driving, as you're getting to work, as you're attempting to type, everything that you do becomes so difficult because now you only have one limb. The quality of life that you are experiencing is not as good as the quality of life that you could experience if both of your arms worked. And here is where the letter of the law meets the spirit of the law. Unfortunately, those that were questioning Yeshua were twisted in their belief because here you have a son of Abraham, a fellow Jew, whose quality of life is not the best it could be. 
he has a withered hand. Yet, they get upset at Yeshua because a healing takes place on Shabbat. They're okay with getting a donkey out of a ditch, with getting sheep out of a ditch, with getting their animals out into the field to feed them on Shabbat. They're okay with that. But when it comes to a healing of a fellow human being, they're not okay with it. Again, the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. And we have to understand that Yeshua came, when we look at the Sermon on the Mount, he came teaching Torah. He came teaching the spirit of the law. He came teaching the circumcision of the heart, which is what Moses told the children of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy before they entered into the promised land, that God wanted a circumcision of the heart. Another thing we have to take into consideration, we have to remember that this is inside a synagogue. The synagogue is a place of worship. In order for you to enter the synagogue, you have to go through the mikveh. You have to go through the ritual washing in order to enter into the synagogue. Now, the synagogue does not replace the temple, but every city had a synagogue in which on Shabbat, the children of God would gather together to hear the words of Moses. So this is a sanctified place. You have Yeshua, who is the word wrapped in flesh in this sanctified place. He creates a miracle on Shabbat in this sanctified place. Remember what we mentioned earlier. Yeshua, as creator of heaven and earth, is outside of time and space. This is why he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Even though he's the Lord of the Sabbath, he doesn't break the Sabbath because a miracle that is being performed is not being performed by him, but by his Father in heaven. Now, I know with that statement, I'm going to get some backlash from my oneness believing friends. Just continue listening. We'll explain uh, all of that in future episodes. But understand that Yeshua says, what I do, I do not do of myself, but I do because of my Father, which is in heaven. And whatever the Son asks of the Father, the Father will do. Now, using the very words of Yeshua, the miracles were not performed by him, but by his Father in heaven. So we have to take that into consideration as well. Going back to the synagogue, it is a sanctified place. A miracle takes place from God on this particular individual with the withered hand. God is choosing in that moment in time to heal this man. We have to be very careful not to try to use this portion of scripture to attempt to teach that Yeshua broke the Sabbath. By doing so, we are in the same boat as those that said that it is by the spirit of Beelzebub that Yeshua creates these miracles. Obviously, the spirit of Beelzebub is a demonic spirit. 
So what is being said is that there is a demonic spirit in a sanctified place, i.e. the synagogue, and it is by a demonic spirit that Yeshua is performing miracles. Now understand, we just explained that it is by the authority of God, Adonai, creator of heaven and earth, that Yeshua is performing miracles. We have to be careful that we don't equate that demon with Adonai, with God, creator of heaven and earth. God forbid we do things like that. God forbid we teach that Yeshua broke the Sabbath. So once again, we are to do good deeds on Shabbat. Shabbat is the perfect place and the perfect time for you to receive a miracle. Because on Shabbat, we congregate according to Leviticus 23. It is a holy convocation. We gather together to worship the Lord, to praise the Lord, to listen to the word of the Lord. And it is when we gather together that miracles, signs, and wonders begin to occur. Healings begin to take place. The broken hearts begin to be mended. Prayers are answered because Shabbat is a day that we not only worship the Lord, but that the Lord answers our prayers. Why? Because every other day of the week, the Lord meets us where we're at, and on Shabbat, we meet the Lord where He is at. So did Yeshua break the Sabbath healing this individual? Absolutely not. The individual was where he was supposed to be at that appointed time. On Shabbat, he was in synagogue listening to the word of God. He met God where he was at. And because this individual met God where God was at, in turn, God turned around and made him whole. Don't forget to check out our website, www.epicenterfresno.com, where you will find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our YouTube channel.